a podcast. On today's Thinking Out Loud episode, our co-founder Tony and his cousin Nick share the ins and outs of sales, marketing, and talk about the current state of LinkedIn. If you're looking to hear from two seasoned sales professionals with over a 40-year collective experience, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy. So we are at Peel Pub. You, just, you didn't even like count down into it. You just, <laughs> no. We're at the Peel Pub. We're at Peel Pub. Peel Street in Montreal. In Montreal. And this is <laughs> like, a, it's a very, very famous spot. It's a place where a lot of the um, uh, students come and hang out. It's a place where you hung out about 25 years ago. <laughs> Thanks for coming <laughs> my age. Yeah, but here's the problem. When yeah. I used to come here 25 years ago, it was 99 cents for a pla- plate of spaghetti. Now it's $8. Yeah, it's $8. So, <laughs> With spaghetti and butter. With spaghetti no and extras. butter. No extras. No, you got the tomato sauce on top. Yeah. It. And I think we used to pay 2 or $3 a pitcher for beer. Yeah, I'm sure that's Back changed too. Day. But this was a great student hangout. It's a great place to, uh, you know, bring, bring uh, clients, guests, employees. It's awesome. I love coming here. Nick, I'm so happy that you're here. When I found out you were coming to Toronto, the first thing I yeah. did was, hey man, you got to come to Montreal. So glad that my main cousin is here. <laughs> yeah, buddy. To do a video, uh, you know, a video blog with me. That's amazing. It's great timing. Are you kidding? This is perfect, man. So real quick, I grew up here in Montreal. Yeah. And I live in Arizona in the United States. I live in Arizona because I'm high on vitamin D. The sky is blue every day. <laughs> but it does not have the culture rub it in, rub of, it in. of this city. You yeah. know? I'm, so, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Like, and we used to work together when Simply PhD right. was, just, was just in its, its uh, early stages. You were actually the first ever sales guy that Simply PHP had. You closed the first big sales. Like, I mean, big sales, sales that basically allowed us to survive and grow to where we are today. So I always have a sweet spot for that. Buddy, I got a soft spot for this place because this is where <laughs> I cut my teeth selling because I had yeah. only ever done uh, B2C, business to consumer selling yeah. before. I'd never done business to business. And we were, <laughs> it was like, hey, why don't you come help us sell? And I'm like, yeah. okay, great. Where do we start? No, 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 no. That, that's not how we. That's not how we started. I'll give you a little backstory of how we oh, started. We're going deep. We're digging. He he was living in Montreal, and you were in the construction business somehow. You yeah. can clarify it later if you want. And you wanted to build an app, so you came to Montreal from Toronto to pitch this project yes. to myself, my partner Raf, yeah. and our CTO at the time. Yes. You came with a big construction jacket, big construction boots, and construction gloves. And I think you even had a, what do you call those vests? You had a security vest on. So you were like dressed for the part. And we never ended up, we never ended up doing the app. But as soon as you left the office, both of the guys came running into my office and said, Tony, we have to hire this guy, man. We have to hire him somehow to do something. Am I wrong? That's th- okay. I never heard that side of it. All I know is I'm yeah. driving back to Toronto, and you're like, so. Yeah, I, I didn't even let you get back to Toronto <laughs> yet. I'm like, dude, you have to come and sell with and us. And you're like, you have to come and sell. For-. And I'm yeah. like, what do you talk? I know nothing about IT. Yeah. I still barely know nothing about IT. <laughs> yeah, your big construction jacket on. Right? 
I know nothing about about selling B2B. <clears throat> and uh, but you guys kept pushing. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, I'm that gonna, was great. I said, okay, you know what? Because also too, it was such a fun environment. I'm like, I want to work with these guys. I yeah. want to try and figure out how to make this work. But I think the toughest part was, and I keep saying that, is we in back, you know, back in 2010 when we first started, and I think this is 2011 when you started with us. Sounds about right. We had no track record. It's not like you can point to Simply PHP and said, hey, these guys have done this, they've been in business for this long. We were literally green, yet you were still able to close some pretty major deals. You know why? And this is something I talk a lot about when I do, when I'm talking about sales and marketing or when I'm training salespeople, is what's the story, right? Mm -hmm. And I always tie that back to Montreal because I think it, there's, a, there's a storytelling aspect to Montreal. Everyone's a character here, everyone's got a personality. So what is the story? How are you gonna make what you have different? And so, you know, what's the competition? Outsourcing to India. Yeah. So the kind of story we weaved at the time was, well, these guys are in Montreal. So it's like a European city, super creative people, right? We're artists and architects and, and code is art, or so I learned. <laughs> and then also, and, and it's true, these guys are so well-educated because university here or college is so much less less expensive that it's like a quarter of the price of the United so States. Our main, so, so the main target was the US. So you're speaking yes. to Americans right now, okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so cool. we're selling to Americans and how are we gonna pitch, you know, that we've got a unique, you know, product and what's unique about us. And, um, you know, they're outsourcing to India where it can be messy and muddled and we're on the same time zone. We speak the same language. We're, we're here, we're well-educated, we're yeah. creative. It's funny, that's our same sales sort of pitch today. I'll right? invoice you. Then. It's kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 years of, uh, of selling. <laughs> it's become easy to sell now, but it's funny, now the, the phone rings, right? But back then, like how did you, how did you reach out to these people and get in front of these people um, from Toronto, talking on behalf of a company with no track record? Yeah. Right. So how did you Hustle, how did you get man. in there? Hustle. I was so motivated. cold calling. Was it cold calling? No, it wasn't cold calling. It was all through LinkedIn, and I didn't realize at the time that I was doing. I was learning tech because we didn't know where to start. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was to the point where I'm sitting there with some of the developers trying to understand. And when the CTO first talked to me about technology, he's like, let's start with binary code. And I'm like, what am I getting into here? Yeah. So these guys, you know, I'm like, what's hot? What can you guys do? What's in demand? And they're like, well, Ruby on Rails and JavaScript. Oh, that's right. It was Ruby on Rails back then. It was Ruby on Rails. It was a hot, the hot ticket. So I started like looking on job boards, like where are people posting for projects? I didn't, we didn't know. I mean, now yeah. I look back and I'm like, okay, you want to start this today, Tony? This is a whole different yeah, kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. But long story short, it was I was getting into these groups where these developers and, and uh, CTOs were, and I was literally copy and pasting a message of, hey, we're in Montreal, we're unique. Okay. What do you need? Groups on LinkedIn, you mean? Yeah. Because LinkedIn was kind of tame back then, right? It wasn't like it is today in 2019 where it's more social, there's a lot of posting and liking going on. LinkedIn back then was more conservative, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. It was essentially a place to post your resume and look for a job. Yeah. That's Whereas it. now, you know, it's one thing I'm always telling people, if LinkedIn's not part of your business marketing strategy, you're, you, are, yeah. you are missing out. The opportunities yeah. are huge, especially with LinkedIn Live coming. Um, but yeah, so it was just finding these group groups of technology guys. And I'm like, I got something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Who's yeah. having trouble outsourcing globally right now? 
I got it right here in Montreal. Nice. Six hour drive north of New York City. Now, did you do that? Because that's networking on LinkedIn. Now, did you do that physically in Toronto as well? Because you were out of Toronto back then. Did you attend Toronto networking events or any networking events in the US? I, so I tried in Toronto, but it wasn't the same. So six years ago, I moved full time to the United States and networking there is on a different level. Okay, you moved from Toronto right to Phoenix, right? Correct. Okay. And um, what's interesting about, I think even just doing business and selling to people, when you're selling to Canadians, which is where I used to live and where I grew up, um, it's more about building a relationship and, you know, okay, maybe, and we'll talk and like it's... Yeah, it's a longer sales process. It's drawn out it's normally, a lot. unless there's an emergency. About, <laughs> yeah, what I love about Americans is, yeah. what do you got? I'll give you 45 seconds for your elevator pitch. Right. Yeah, I'll listen to you. Yeah. What do you got? But you better, it better be tight and then you better be able to do it. Okay. It's a bigger sandbox too. So the networking, like when I go to networking events in Phoenix or Miami or wherever I am, it's just on a different level now of, you know, what do you have? Who can I introduce you to? Mm -hmm. You know, even <clears throat> talking to people in Arizona, I'm like, oh, you guys need PHP development? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you who I know in Montreal, yeah, right? Yeah, and they've actually called me. Uh, Come two, on, two really? Two of the three people hey. you spoke about called me. Yeah, there you go. It was a nice, uh, it was nice. Good. Yeah, I find, I find personally that in the U.S. it's more, okay, what do you have? They have a need and there's no, you know, dancing around it seems. It's where in, capitalism. In Canada, it's more like they're calling you, but they don't really need anything. It's not window shopping, but pretty close to it, you know? Yeah, the Americans like to do deals. Yeah. So, so what do you think the, the, cause you know, I wanna, a lot of times I talk to people here in Montreal that are, that have great businesses, business owners, right? Yeah. They've turned into to be my friends and they've never even considered going to the US, to, to the US or selling in the US, which is very strange for me, you know? So to add a little bit of value to this conversation, cause that's what we're always trying to do. What would you say to someone who's in Montreal right now or in Toronto, has a great business and is starting to look at, you know, diving into the U.S. market? Is there a different approach networking wise or? So it would depend on what you're trying to sell. So let's say uh, software development. Software any, development? Yeah, any type of software development. I, I would I would go to trade I'd start at trade shows. Mm -hmm. It depends too how much you want to invest into it. Do you want to like hire someone who will be on the road 50% of the time? Do you want to hire five people who will be on the road 50% of the time? Um, but getting out and actually, especially here, this is a huge advantage, especially if they're in Montreal. Mm -hmm. There is a, a charisma about Montrealers that when you're kind of dropped into the, the, the US pool is a bit different. They're like, whoa, you're, you're a little bit like a New Yorker, but then you're not, and then you're a little okay. bit like, so. So let me jump then. Okay. Do you need charisma to sell? <laughs> <laughs> you do need charisma. <laughs> let me go back to networking quick. Okay. So trade shows are really good. Trade shows are a great opportunity. And, yeah. and when you come from Canada, you go to a trade show here and it's, you realize how much it scales, especially like the yeah. big ones in Vegas and stuff. And, and that's a great opportunity. The other is getting into like really high-end networking groups and there's some that you can pay for and it's worth it you know as, as long as you the best way to look at it is that if I'm paying you know X amount a month to get into these really high level as long as you have the game to back it up and can yeah, actually you have sell to, you have to have the game to back it up you can't just go there and sit in the corner right you yeah have to you, you got whatever you're doing you got to produce yeah but Montreal produces great things you yeah know? So, um, Except uh, baseball teams. Uh, don't talk about my, I wore my Xbox hat just for this. 
You uh, knew that was going to come up. Yeah, I did. I forgot I was wearing it. Yeah. Okay, so charisma. So this is one of the things that I'm always sales training is uh, charisma is an acquired skill. And a lot of the stuff that I... Charisma is an acquired skill. Yes. So you're not born with charisma. You can, you can have um, an inclination towards it. I think you were born with charisma. I've known you all your life. Okay. I think it's in your blood. But I understand that you can probably learn it if it's not in your... Well, that's, that's where I came up with the concept because okay. I was thinking my grandfather, your uncle, yeah. incredibly charismatic. Yeah. Sam Capozzi, <laughs> very charismatic guy. Yeah. My dad, Louis well, Capozzi. Your dad, forget it. Very charismatic guy. Yeah. But everything I learned... And I, charisma, I think, I, I prefer being engaged, like thinking about how to be engaging and engage with people. Mm -hmm. And um, everything I learned, I learned by osmosis, like halo effect of just watching them and paying attention to them. But I'm like, what if someone sat me down when I was like nine years old and started teaching me these skills of how to do it? Yeah, okay. Because I want to give it to my kids. Yeah. And I want my kids to be able, like, I, I'm like, well, if I learned it by osmosis, what can I teach them? Yeah. So, um, and it really starts with, like, I start with basic things, and that's smiling, <laughs> right? So people love to be around people who like them, okay? So you okay. want to be around people who like you, and genuinely, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. That's, there's, it's a psychological effect. There's a term for it. I should text my mother and find out what it is, but there, there's a term for that. <laughs> so people want to buy from someone that they like. Just period obviously. in life. People, oh, well, right. okay. yeah, people, of course, that's the number one rule of selling. People buy from people they like. Okay. But people just want to be around people who like them. Mm -hmm. So how do you engage? What's the easiest way to engage with someone is smiling. Yeah. Right? And, and depending on where you are, and I, I've been fortunate that I've been able to travel for work all over North America and the world. Some cultures smile more than others. But if mm -hmm. you smile, you're engaging, right? You're, you're drawing someone in automatically. And that even, even if you're dialing for dollars to pick up the phone to make sales calls, or if you're getting on a stage to go pitch a presentation, I always tell people to smile. Like when I'm dialing the phone, yeah. I'm smiling, right? <laughs> and it's because it's who I am, it becomes part of your, your lifestyle and your own personal culture. But um, people want to engage with that. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing, I'll, I'll give you a couple real quick, eye contact. Okay. So a lot of people still look away. If you if you have good eye contact with people, mm -hmm. you're engaging with them. Okay. Ergo the charisma. I saw in one of your sales videos, your instructional videos, you were talking about um, people like to buy from people they like. People like to also be asked questions. So that's one of your 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 procedures is you ask people where they're from type of thing. Is that part of the? So this ties into okay. I'll dive even deeper. So I okay. spent a lot of years working in the cruise industry and retail. Okay. So you have people from all over the world, but our buyers were typically American, right? Cruise industry, retail, meaning? Cruise ships. Selling on the ship. Selling on and off the ship. Jewelry on and off the ship. Yeah, okay. duty free okay. stuff. Okay. T-shirts, liquor, cool. whatever. Jewelry. Jewelry is a big, the big ticket free. though, right? right? Absolutely. Okay. So um, one thing I learned in actually spending time on these ships is that Americans after, and this is probably true about most people, but I really find it about most cultures, but I really find it about Americans. After themselves and their loved ones, Americans love to talk about where they're from. Where they're from. It's very tribal, yeah. right? My state is better than your state. My college is better than your college, right? That you yeah, wear your colors, yeah. your Wisconsin, your Arizona state. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and 
And when I tell this to someone who's working on the cruise ship who's not from North America, who's maybe from South Africa or from Europe, they're like, oh, I get that right away. Okay, you're right. They, they, they are very proud of where they're from. Okay. So one of the things I always get them to say or ask is, you know, um, what state are you from or where are you visiting from? And they'll say, I don't know, New Mexico. If you ask and probe questions, you'll start to learn more things about that state. Like, what's okay, if I go to New Mexico, what's the one thing I got to do? Mm. You got to eat hatch green uh, chilies, or you got to go yeah, and have the big yeah. fair with the, the hot air balloons every year, mm-hmm. or you know what, the skiing's actually amazing. When you ask questions about these places, you're building a database of information so that the next time you meet someone from New Mexico, you're like, I heard that that hot air balloon festival is like the thing you got to do. And they're yeah. like, yes, you're right. Yeah. And in that moment, that that second person now, automatically you have some rapport, rapport, have some rapport with them, yeah. built-in credibility, mm-hmm. engagement. And it's not misleading. It's just a way of you know breaking down a barrier and building rapport with with someone to get them to like you. Yeah. So then you can start um, building a... I guess a sales relationship with here's, them? Here's the thing, the way that I always sold direct to consumer, to anyone, is I'm not gonna make you buy or push you to buy anything you don't wanna buy. Like I'm Canadian, right? So that's, I still have that in the back yeah, of yeah. my head. I want you to be You're happy. apologizing all the time. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry where you're from, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Canadian, I'm sorry. <laughs> but because mm-hmm. I love engaging with people naturally, mm-hmm. right, and talking to people, and, and I wanna know where people are from, and especially just spending all these years on these ships, um, I mean, if you don't have a natural inclination for that, you're not going to last long on these yeah, ships, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I would just chat with people, and then they're like, oh, by the way, you know what? It's, I'd let them lead this. Yeah, it's my wife's anniversary, or you know what? I saw these watches are duty-free. It's really, you know, 35% less than what I paid back home and no tax. So I would, like, invite them into that and okay. let them lead the conversation. But okay. I would always try and train my guys to be the focal point, be the the main person on the ship that everyone oh there's i gotta go see tony yeah yeah. oh oh, you know what you kind of get a little bit famous on the there's an opportunity to celebritize yourself but what i realized that is that this translates to any kind of sales process or any kind of situation Mm -hmm. you know there's lots of different ways you can do it you just tailor it to whatever you're doing okay so let me ask you i sell uh services that i don't understand yep right um i don't shy away from that statement i also tell prospective clients i look i'm not technical so it's kind of easy for me and a lot of times the person on the other phone the other end of the phone is not technical also so i have that little saying that i don't know how a light bulb works but i can sell you one right (laughs) if you need one right if you need a light bulb i can sell it to you so how how important is it to be super knowledgeable about what you're selling like i'm super knowledgeable about the development process like how Ah. my company is going to work i know that i what the project manager is going to do i know what the developer is going to do i don't know how he does it but i know what the developer is going to do i know how the the time logs work so i'm a specialist in that but the actual work i have no clue what they're doing right because you're the operator that's it so how important is it uh to be an expert in your field when you're when you're selling so for, there's four things I teach. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. People buy from people they like. Charisma is an acquired skill. But one of the four things is uh, talking from a place of knowledge. And this is okay. interesting because this was, I, I actually came up in radio. 
and it was a producer one day. Wait a second, you came up in radio. Yeah. Don't just gloss over that <laughs> stuff, man. What do you mean you came up in radio? Okay. I remember when you were like 17, you were doing voiceovers for telephone answering systems. Uh, hi, welcome to this uh, for sales, press one. You were doing that stuff. I was. I remember stuff. that. So that led to radio? No, so, no, I went to school for broadcasting. I knew as a kid I wanted to get into broadcasting. Okay. That's what got me on the cruise ships. They're like, hold on, you're a presenter, you can get up in front of people. So also, someone grabbed, someone noticed you yes. and said you should be selling on cruise ships. Well, they said you should be on cruise ships, which wound up turning into a sales job where I learned about <laughs> selling and marketing and building brands and stuff like that. And okay. So over the past 20 years... This is years, like when you were 20 years old. Yeah. Okay. So over the past 20 years in my professional career, uh, about 65% of it I was in the cruise business, specifically in retail. And okay. then I've worked with startups, including... Yours, yeah. which is now simply PHP, which is legendary. <laughs> Thank um, you. But it was this, so it was this radio producer, or this yeah, this radio producer, uh, Kyle Taylor in Toronto, and he's like, Nick, stay in your lane, because when yeah. you're talking about this, you know it, and you're talking from a place of knowledge. Okay. Don't try and be something that you're not. now. His, but the key takeaway was talking from a place of knowledge. Okay. I'll give you an example. If I have, I had this kid who was on a cruise ship and he said, Nick, I want to do seminars on scotch and I want to get really good at selling Johnny Walker. I said, I can help you go through the seminar. that specifically? Yeah. This kid okay. is a really driven kid. I like okay. this kid. Okay, well, he must have succeeded because when you're driven in specific like that, well, he was awesome. so Yeah, so that's, I mean, yeah. that was the, t the little patch he had on the ship was okay. the, the duty-free liquor, but he's like, I really want to get good. I want to do a seminar and I want to sell Johnny Walker. So I helped him with his presentation, but I said, you have to understand, if you want to sell scotch, if you really want to sell scotch, unless it's someone who's coming up and looking at the Johnny Walker labels, and I don't know enough about scotch to have this conversation. Yeah. But I said, you need to know everything about scotch. You need to know why the peat that they're smoking the scotch with is different in this part of Scotland than this part of Scotland. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to be the premier seller of this, you have to know this. Nice. I can't sell you a car, Tony, because if I look under the hood, I don't know where to begin. I know where the windshield yeah. washer fluid goes in, that's it. Yeah, and it's hard to trust someone if they don't know differences between different cars or scotches. Exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. So I tell people, if you're, if you're going to sell IT, you need to learn IT as much as mm. you can to be able to have the conversation. But you're the operator and you're running a huge company that has all these yeah. people on, under you. You just also happen to be the tip of the spear for sales. Yeah. So. Hmm. What I love about how you and I work, like we'll, we'll always tell people, look, I'm shake, I'll shake your hand, it's a done deal, that's mm -hmm. how we do business, how Montrealers do business. So there's an authenticity to mm -hmm. how you're selling, and again, the knowledge of what you have in terms of the operational. So they're going to buy from you, no, no problem, plus he's also really yeah, calm on it, the phone. Yeah, it goes well, but I'm normally dealing with people who are looking for my services, right? So if you're looking to buy a pizza, I can sell you pizza pretty easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're hungry. So, but what the, what you did and do uh, and, and what you teach is most impressive because it's sort of outgoing. Like people are, yeah, you know, I can buy a watch or I don't have to buy a watch, right? They're not necessarily uh, driven to buy. Whereas when I talk to people, they're normally, right? I got to get this uh, done, right? Right. So no, I, so. yeah, because they, they because they made the mistake outsourcing overseas. <laughs> well, like, that's, I got a, I got a mess. I was talking to a buddy of mine so in Phoenix. Often, He's man. like, so well, often. I outsourced to South America. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a bit problematic and yeah. buggy. And 
South America is um, not bad, though. To be honest with you, it's there's some other places that, that it's it's much worse. But but this is hey. a thing when when I even since we since we uh, since I went back to the cruise ships and moved to the U.S. Um, <clears throat> when I when whenever coding comes up in a conversation because I started yeah. talking about New Mexico, which led to this, which led to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always like, yeah, so now my cousin and his partner, they have this great company in Montreal. He's like, yeah, no, I outsourced to so-and-so, and I had a problem. I see why people need that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you're in a unique position. It's almost, uh, you know what? Here's an analogy. You're like a plumber. Mm -hmm. It's a 24-hour plumber, right? When you need a plumber, you're going to call, and I'm just like, hey, I just need you know the shower to work, or I need my toilet fixed. That's Get it. here, That's right? That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in, it comes down to engagement. Whether you're selling mm. B2B or B2C, how do you keep people engaged? How do you keep it front of mind that when they are ready to do a project? Or, you know what? Not only did Simply PHP do a great job with my development, mm -hmm. but they were great guys. Yeah, that's And they super did what they right? said they were going to yeah. do. They did it on time. They did it on budget, right? So that referral networking yeah. is huge. You know, especially with like the type of projects that you guys are able to, to take on. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing is to deliver, right? So you can have a brilliant salesperson in, in the PHP development business, but it comes down to being able to deliver. Like, who's a developer that's going to be put on that project? You know, and who's the project manager? And how do you react when things don't go perfectly, right? Do you get emotional about it? You know, so it's do you get emotional about it, or do you just you know make sure that it's taken care of and fixed? So. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's something that you have to learn and year one, year two are always uh, difficult. Like our first few years were pretty, were pretty rough. It was um, fun though, man. Yeah, it was, it was fun for you, yeah. No, are you kidding? It was, yeah. it was, it was like I said earlier, it's like where I cut my teeth. Yeah. Know, like figure it out, Nick. Yeah. And another thing that I really learned then and I really, you know, any time I'm in a conversation, I make sure I say this. Sales is tied in with your marketing, is tied in with your customer service. The whole thing is is a package. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, think of a restaurant, you got front of house and you got the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. So your chef's in the kitchen, chefing it up, building the technology, but your maitre d, your servers, your your bussers, your food expediters, I mean those are all it all has to work hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where another thing that I've noticed is that sales and operations so often, you know, butt heads, right? So how do you how do you really make them flow together? Um, I think it's important also that a salesperson has to believe in what they're selling. You have to. So like this kid that you're talking about really believes in that. What was it, Johnny Walker yeah. Scotch? You know, like if it wasn't anything good, it would be more, it would be difficult to sell, right. right? So if you're if you know that your company is actually producing and delivering on what you're selling. The confidence is, it's palpable. You can see it, like it, you can feel it, right? 100%. Uh, yeah. 100%. So how do you, how do you feel about the, the evolution of LinkedIn now? Like, how do you feel about where it is now compared to 10 years ago, where you were actually able to make it happen on LinkedIn, which was incredible, considering that it was kind of in a dormant state. Like it was, I, you know, it was a place where you just put, like you said, you put your resume, um, but now it's kind of uh, developed into this um, really active, really social, uh, collaborative area. So what it's do we do? It's scratching the surface. Yeah, it's just it scratching is. the surface. <laughs> yeah, like what, because it's a, 
there's so many advantages to LinkedIn, and I, I am a believer. I'm not like a reseller of anything. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I we just, don't have shares in LinkedIn. I am, but I am obsessed with what it can do. Mm -hmm. And as much as I've learned over eight or nine years of messing around with it, I'm still just at the beginning stages of, of what can be done. Okay. Um, and a big part of it right now is creating content. And especially when LinkedIn Live comes, so now it's uh, October of 2019, it's in beta right now. But what's gonna happen is, if we were having this conversation right here, right now, live with LinkedIn Live, mm -hmm. it's gonna go to the top of everyone's organic feed right away. Oh, so Plus, they're gonna push it then. Well, not so only that. So LinkedIn's gonna push it to the top. Exactly. Yeah. So LinkedIn will push it to the top. <coughs> Plus, you know, you'll get a, a thing on your phone. Hey, Tony and Simply PHP are doing a, a live show right now. Tune in to mm -hmm. what they're doing. Live um, is uh, live is challenging. So these these don't these videos don't be afraid of live. I don't think I'm afraid in this format. It's okay. Not like, you specifically, you know, but like people are afraid yeah. to put content. Period. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that's right. true. Well, all all of the content that I create personally, yeah. LinkedIn is pretty much the only place that I put it because it's the only place that I really understand. I really understand LinkedIn. I don't understand Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, what's the next? The next one is uh, TikTok. TikTok. You know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Kyler's laughing, um, but I understand LinkedIn. And, and anytime I see someone who either owns a company or is a C-level executive of a company that isn't on LinkedIn and has maybe, you know, five or 10 connections, no profile picture, I kind of shake my head. I'm like, what are you it's doing? A missed opportunity. It is. Plus too, a lot of businesses don't have their teams and company yeah. matching up on LinkedIn. Like. You yeah, have someone come huge. in and like look at what you're doing with LinkedIn yeah. and make sure everyone is in lockstep with it. Because if I say to someone on the phone, hey, you know what, we're Simply PHP, we have 40 developers, and they go to LinkedIn and they look at Simply PHP and there's three employees, it's like, you know, it's just fake, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm well, not calling them back again. Well, exactly, right? Yeah. Plus, I think there's something, and we've talked about this, the more content you're creating, the more you realize that people, when they're vetting you, will go and look and say, oh, look at these, oh, these guys are interesting. Oh, these guys are really talking about PHP all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna go see them in Montreal. I gotta go have a Putsin, and I gotta go to the Field Pub, yeah. even though it's yeah. not 99 cents anymore, but play <laughs> I can't believe we're not having a Putsin right now, but I had one uh, two days ago. I just got into town. I will have a Putsin soon. Yeah. Uh, but I just got in, I came right to see you first. Man. Yeah, that's amazing. Right to the top. So you drew, you drove in, you flew in from Phoenix? No, you flew to uh, from, Toronto. Uh, Phoenix to Toronto, yeah. and then you drove from Toronto yeah, to I Montreal. Spent some time with the family, <coughs> kids with my sister in Toronto, so my wife and nice. I are just here for the weekend in Montreal. That's good. Her first time here. That's Lovely awesome. Lovely American bride. She was born and raised in uh, Phoenix, right? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I'm going to go out and, and try and impress her by talking broken French. Yeah, yeah, and that's... Ordering food in broken French. Dude, man, that's going to work. So I've seen a few videos that you've done. You, you sent me a few links with, with the white screen. Yep. Um, so companies companies use that in, in what type of situation? Like internally? Uh, I just did a project where I did like 50 videos on how to sell... Five zero videos? Yeah. 50? Okay. Yeah, but quick stuff, right? Interesting, okay. engaging. Here's the four key points about selling this product. Okay. So until you build off of what you have, I'm going to give you the base. Do you mind Write if we down. put that in, in the video just for us? Oh, fuck, you kidding? Of course. Okay, all right. So <laughs> it's just simple stuff. I use always yeah. use a white screen okay. behind me because this is awesome, but it's, it can be distracting, right? If I'm trying yeah, to get you more to, to learn something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then it's... So I, I, I'll give you, you know... Uh, okay, the fourth thing I teach, I'll do it right now like I was doing a video, is passion. Okay. And I always ask people, what are you passionate about? 
stop, take a second, think about it. Okay, what is it? Right? So I actually engage with the camera and use the video. That's and cool. That's a sales video, sort of. What are you passionate video, about? Right? Okay, sales video, yeah. But what, what are you passionate about? Because I don't need to be passionate about PHP development to get up and get excited and enthusiastic about selling it, mm -hmm. right? But what makes you passionate and then slap it onto what you're selling? Mm -hmm. So I had this girl once and I'm like, what are you passionate about? And she said, money. I said, you can't, I always tell them money. two things. Money is a short-term motivating factor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no matter how much money it is, it will not drive you long-term. Mm -hmm. The other thing is you can't, because in the cruise business, you can't talk to me that you're passionate about travel unless you're drinking pig's blood in Borneo. Then you can talk about passionate travel. If you're going on a cruise, you're just seeing little spots here and there, which is great. It's awesome, but yeah, it's not the same thing. Okay, I, yeah, it's like a sheltered yeah. trip, right? I've never been on a cruise, so I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. So you gotta hook me up. I'll hook you. Up. I'll buy um, some uh, scotch from that guy. Yeah, buy some scotch. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Do you remember his name? Uh, Brisbane? No. Brisbane. I think so. He's from India. He's a great guy. Okay, cool. Um, Love India. So. If I get someone who's passionate about cars and they're like, whoa, let me talk to you about cars and, and I love, think about that when you're about to dial that phone and smile or step on that stage to do a presentation or shoot, a, what gets you excited? Oh, so take the state you're in uh, and transfer it to So I had this selling. girl that's, and she's like, money, that's pretty money. Cool. And I'm like, money, no. money. <laughs> I'm like, no. Stay away from that girl. <laughs> Tell me, what gets you Goodbye. excited? What what wakes you up and yeah. you're you're amped up? Yeah. And she's like, money, and I'm like, think about it. I said, I'm not let. We are not ending this she conversation. She kept saying money. Wow. Because she couldn't think. And she went, oh. oh, like this was her reaction. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. The little hot dog dogs, the little dogs that look like hot dogs. And oh. I'm like, you need a dash. She's not like, yes. I all the money, but. I saw this level of excitement and I'm like, well, that's it. Okay, listen. Yeah. She's like, no, they have little outfits and she's going, and I'm like, okay, hold up. Now, now it's too much. Too much. It was raining awesome. in. Yeah. But, uh, so I said, I said, mm. every time you get on stage to do a presentation, the minute you step over that th that threshold, you have, it's almost like a, a switch has to walk in your head. Yeah. And prep yourself for it. The mental state, like you just said, hot dog dogs. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then whatever you're talking about, then you keep riffing, but that's the state of mind you got to be in. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's great. You know, I've done a lot of sales training and I've never heard that before. That's actually a good one. It's, well, thank you for that. Again, I've read a lot of sales books, so I'm sure there's stuff I should be giving credit to, to people. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, listen, it doesn't matter. You had the spin with the hot dog dogs. So. Well, the hot dog. Well, but see, what is it? Again, Tony, yeah. what is it? It's a story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's great yeah. storytelling. And that also comes from the radio background. How did it help you in your sales career? Everything we do is theater. Every, so whether you're, if you're waiting tables, how are you dealing with, with your, your guests? There's mm. theater to that. How you stand, how you position yourself, how you smile, how, okay. you, how you body movement, right? Okay. How you're speaking to them. Like one of the things that I'm always teaching people when you're selling something, if it's off a phone script, great. But how do you make that sound authentic? Mm. Yeah, it's difficult. So there's certain times you want to talk at a really fast pace to get all the information in, <clears> but, <throat> one, two, pause. When I want to highlight something that's important, change my tone, change my tempo, use pausing. Okay. Right? So everything we do is theater. And someone said to me, they're like, oh, yeah, but then you're like acting. I said, no, it's not acting. Mm. It's understanding how to flow with your environment. Right? The water goes around the stone. 
okay? So how are you the water today? Mm -hmm. How are you going to work with what you've been given? It's the same. And the people who always say that, oh, you're acting a little... It's because they're the half-empty glass kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? To me, every day, I wake up, it's a win. I'm up, okay, it's a good day. Yeah. So what are we going to go and do today? I'm doing a podcast with Simply PHP in yeah. Montreal. Yeah. You just drove like eight hours and you started this podcast. So passionate. it's very impressive, man. You look great. You look refreshed. That's I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm excited to be here. The pausing is good, though, because I know every time I'm... Because I'm... I'm often on the phone or a video conference with yeah. a client, mm -hmm. not a prospect now, mm -hmm. someone who's an actual client, and I have the developer in the chair beside me, and we're going through explanations. Well, the developer's going through a lot of explanations, and a lot of times, they don't even take a breath. Yeah. They're so interested in getting it done because they're a little bit nervous, and they start at the top, and it's just reading and reading and reading and reading, no breath, and I, I explain to them, read a paragraph, stop, Ask the client, are there any questions? Because people like to be included, right? They like yeah. to be engaged. And um, I find that they, they really caught on to that. So I think it's a little bit along the lines of, uh, of, of the pausing and of, the, of, the, of what you learned in radio could, could apply. So think about it this way. Your technical guy is talking to the owner of a business yep. who doesn't understand PHP. No, who's probably like the same level as I am and just right? wants, to get, wants to get it done. Yeah. So <laughs> how do you even, and this goes back to storytelling and being a raconteur, how do you put a story around it? Just like developers from Montreal are amazing because they're artistic coders and mm -hmm. education, you know, university education is very inexpensive here. Yeah. Got, and they're, they're artists, man. Don't you want an artist working on your And they're hip too. Very hip. This yeah. is like the hippest city. I love coming yeah. here. It makes me feel very unhip. <laughs> but it's good. Especially with the Expos hat. Oh, I think you're the only one in this. The, no, 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 I love the Expos. I used to be a season ticket holder when they were here. I love them. I'm nice a baseball uh, widower. Yeah. Aren't they uh, in the playoffs now? I don't want to talk about the Nationals. They're going for the pennant? Stop it. Well, I'm just seeing. You should be happy for them. Are they uh, going to come back to Montreal? So I really think that, yes, the Expos will be back. I think this is the number one market that doesn't have a baseball team right now. This and, and I also think they want to go to Mexico. Baseball wants to expand to 32 teams. They're at 30 right now, 15 in each league. But because they have interleague play, I'm losing him. No, no, always I get it. Interleague got play? Interleague play going on. They don't want that. They would like 16 and 16, so they want to add two teams, but they're not going to do it until the stadium situations are sorted out in Tampa Bay and in Oakland. Okay, so I heard that Tampa Bay might share their team with us. Is that, that possible? That I That's think is the owner. Uh, this is just my opinion. I think the owner is just <laughs> fleshing out how serious he's trying to get a deal done from the city of Tampa. Montreal is the threat of, well, if we don't get what we want, we'll move we'll to Montreal. Montreal. There's no stadium in Montreal, though. No, they'd have, have to build, build a new one. stadium, but yeah. uh, they bought land in Griffintown here for. Uh, <sighs> Griffin Town would be so amazing for a stadium. Oh man, I, if the Expos <laughs> come back, I will be here at the home opener. I'm totally a season ticket holder if they come back. That would be so great, man. It would be, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go <laughs> Tim Raines. Tim, Ron LaFleur. Never mind Tim Raines, Ron LaFleur, baby. I used to sit here at the Peel Pub, <laughs> eat 99, 99 cent plates of spaghetti, and watch the Expos. It was great. Yeah, that's amazing. So, how was that? How are we doing? It's awesome. Yeah? Very engaging. I'm like, oh, I'm just writing these notes down. <laughs> I'll listen to it, though. Yeah, you're going to have to yeah. listen to it like yeah. 10 times, this poor guy. <laughs>
any advice for maybe a younger sales professional or someone trying to Heck get yeah. in the industry? Was that question on tape, just so I know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> get a mentor. Find someone. Get a mentor. 100%. Find someone that you want to work for or learn that business. Find someone who's good and offer to work for free. I've done that. I've said, hey, I'll, can I work you know, on the weekend for free for you for a while? And they're like, are you kidding me? Um, it, listen, it's tough to find really good sales training out there. That, that's why, like I do, I, and the funny thing is, I'm not even a sales trainer. <laughs> it's just part of like what I do in, in sales management, you know? Um, so finding, finding someone who will spend time with you is great. As to the first question, um, about someone who's maybe insecure or not there yet. Um, some people are wired to sell and relationship build, some aren't. Some people are drawn to it because they're like, oh, I heard there's good money in sales, but do you have the inclination? So there's an old expression that like 10% of the salespeople are making 80% of the money, and that is generally true. But what I try and convince mm. business owners of, there's another you know, 20 to 40% of guys you already have that you've put money into can you increase what they do 5, 10, 15, 20, 30% more than what they're doing? And that's totally possible. I can, if someone has any kind of sales, there's a couple different ways you can sell. Mm -hmm. Very technical. So if you know something so well that even if you're insecure and have no charisma whatsoever, you can sell it because you're so technically sound on it. So you're providing information that the buyer needs. Exactly. Okay. The other is by relationship building. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, now I got to choose from four different options, but I like Tony the best, mm -hmm. or Tony's my buddy, right? And I think guys like you and I, I mean, for me, it's like, I think, I'll put it this way. I think why the success I have had in my life is because this is really who I am, and it's always an authentic experience. Mm -hmm. I'm never trying to make, some, make a sale for the sake of making a sale. I see guys, you know, high-fiving and stuff after that, I gotta sleep at night, you know? <laughs> yeah. But did I do right by the person? Did I give them something they really needed? Mm -hmm. Did I give them good value, good customer service? But yeah, the, the, the reality is that there are some people who just aren't cut out to sell. Um, I think, I think in, in order to sell every day, right? Yeah. You need to enjoy what you just said. Like if, if it's an effort for you to have a conversation with a prospect, like for me, it's effortless. I, I love it. I, asking questions, especially. I love asking people questions. I love finding out about them, about their needs. It drives me. So if, but if you're someone who is like totally exhausted after spending a half hour talking to someone, then sales is probably not for you. It should drive you. You should be an extrovert. I think an introvert can learn how to become an extrovert, 100%. I'm told. But um, I believe that. Yeah, it's definitely a, a plus if you're if you're driven by that. If you enjoy, and I believe that you are one of those people, Kyler, that enjoy engaging with people. Like the manager of this restaurant loves you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just came here and you set this you up, in, and you I walked know. in. It's uh, like, hey, Kyler's here. Like Montreal Expos or yeah. something. Like <laughs> so that's that's the quality of of a sale, a person who's able to you know make make a success out of selling is uh, to me, I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah, and I think too, like, you know, this is really something that I, I think more and more about um, is the more authentic you are, the more successful you're gonna be. And some people are just authentic people and some people aren't. Yeah. 
So there's something to that as well too. But listen, it's constantly evolving in my head at least. Sometimes I got to take notes. So what's uh, what's the future of uh, what does the future hold for Nick Capozzi the next uh, the next year? Let's start with one oh, year. Man. Um, what's, uh, what's happening with you? You know what? I actually uh, there's there's something coming down the pipe. So I'm actually there's a real interesting opportunity. Yeah. Which yeah yeah I'm gonna go nice. and check it out first. But okay, beautiful. What I will tell you is if you are watching this and you've gotten this far in, if you yeah. ever want to pick up the phone <laughs> or message me on LinkedIn. Uh, and I will happily take a phone call to, I what I do for people who have businesses is there's like 20 things in sales and marketing on a board, imagine that, whether it's social selling or, or lead generation, whatever your pain point is, Okay. pick one out of 20, what do you want to talk about for 45 minutes? Nice. So if you want to have a 45 minute conversation, I can't come in and tell you what's wrong with your company. Because mm -hmm. then what I'm doing is I'm writing a prescription when I haven't diagnosed the illness. Okay. So you tell me what hurts. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me what That's doesn't good. work. And then um, I like that. And then we can riff on that. I love this stuff. I mean, sales and marketing is like what I'm passionate about. Yeah. yeah. You can tell. Yeah, it's, it's authentic. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's a wrap. <laughs> Nick, love you, cuz. Thanks, buddy. Love yeah. you too, man. All this right. was fun. This was great. Yeah.